0: I don't know why, but birthdays really get under my skin. I don't know what it is. I think they're overrated. Keep asking, what are we celebrating birthdays for? What do you think, Dave?
1: Uh, tradition at this point. I don't know to keep uh, the paper plate business and uh, float afloat. <laughs> 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 I don't know. You're asking the wrong person.
0: I Keep get the, the birthday every year. card factory open. Keep the Americans employed making greeting cards. uncle steve's birthday uh i couldn't find any good clarification i looked at the history of birthdays so egypt the pharaohs are like i'm becoming a god we gotta celebrate it bastards um so i have no interest in celebrating a pharaoh becoming a god so right off the bat i'm out then uh (laughs) jump over to rome they're lighting candles and then greece is like we like your candles let's add a little cake all right uh, and my brother's like letting me know that there's like a that a massacre happened on my birthday. I'm like, oh, that's that's good news. That's that's nice to hear, you know. And then I go, it sounds a little overrated. And he thought I was talking about the massacre. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, not the massacre. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, all those people died. But I I was uh, talking about my birthday. I was like, I I don't know. I mean, like. I bet it feels
2: extra not special when it's overshadowed by a historical event like that, so.
0: Well, I mean, like, I I don't get it. I mean, I I guess there's got to be, like, exceptions to the rule. Like, let's say you have your sick kid, so every birthday is, like, one more year that the kid is around. Like, or, like, you know, the grandparent has dementia, so they have, like, a birthday, like, every day. You, You know what I mean? So what's valuable and what's not, but it's, like. I always go, I always, for me, it's like I analyze the whole year, like, okay, all these left turns led to these decisions, what did I do for the year? Not like, I don't know, it's not enough just to celebrate being here for another year, like somebody asked me, what are you going to do on your birthday? And it's like days away, and I'm like, I, I don't know, (laughs) like I don't, I don't want it to happen, I don't want it, I don't want it to happen.
1: Just get up and go to work or do whatever you got to do, (laughs) that's kind of how I am with birthdays these days. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of subscribe to the philosophy of you really, like, after a certain age, you only get a birthday every 10 years. That's it. You get rewarded for a decade past, not a year.
0: <laughs> I like it. I mean, I'm more than happy to say, like, happy birthday to other people. Like, I know, like, a few months ago, Jordan had a birthday. Yeah. It's <laughs> happy for you, Jordan.
2: It falls under Dave's rule. It like, was the dirty 30s. You, you get so. these things,
0: and you're just like, oh, God. People give you gift cards or people talk to you. Uh, no, I'm not dead. Thanks for talking to me once a year on Facebook, right? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean, like. Uh, but I think people have. I think most of my friends have like figured this out and family because like I actually pulled like a Larry David and like I got people to stop giving me positive messages on my birthday. Like I like I don't get the inbox anymore. You know, flooded and I and like people don't even post on my wall. I think I actually. Actually, I think i restricted people posting on my wall. I think I have to review everything so they couldn't get those birthday messages through even if they wanted to but uh
1: funny?
0: but they but they have stopped like bringing up like happy birthday and like um in casual conversation i'll snap i'll like snap into it like I'll go right into my my thing about like well, you know uh in egypt <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> did you know that... <laughs> are you do you think you're a god? are you a god <laughs> like Huh. like In i'm just complaint... trying to wish you a happy birthday dude <laughs> yeah yeah just like lose it just fucking lose it all right
1: um you had to make an effort to do that like i feel like although, that happened to me naturally Jordan, <laughs> do. you know
0: if somebody asks you if you're a god your answer is always yes
2: okay yeah
0: well ghostbusters taught us that okay so you don't get your ass kicked by a supernatural entity like if anybody ever asks you if you're a of course, god, you say yes. Okay, of course. Yeah. bar back like barbecue talk, standing in a line at a theme park. Like anybody ever asks you, David, you just say yes. I am a god. Well, if anyway. if
1: I ever get directly asked that question, I will definitely say yes.
0: <laughs> Although the one time I think it's appropriate to say that you are a god is when you're on the rooftop jumping into a pool, like in that movie Almost Famous. In a couple movies. <laughs> that's what I should do on my birthday I should climb a roof and jump into somebody's pool that I don't even know and just start screaming I'm a golden god at the top of my lungs get on front page why not suburbs of Boston they're too boring all you hear it's about is the TV Celtics thing. the Bruins the clam chowder and the racism let's, <laughs> like let's let's put something about... else on the front page of the Boston Globe oh and the child abuse I forgot about that You see that movie with Michael Keaton? He plays a journalist. Why do they keep moving priests around from different churches?
1: Do you realize how many, you know, you just made me remember something. Like, there's a lot of movies about child abuse in Boston. There's Gone Baby Gone. There's Spotlight, (laughs) which you just mentioned. Like, what's the correlation? (laughs) Interesting. What's going on in Beantown? I don't know. Does it have to do with, like, the correlation to a donkey's or something?
0: Oh, that's what was in this card, actually. The thing that I showed you guys. It was a gift card to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get that coffee. That doesn't sound like Boston, actually. That sounds more like, I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like. I watched too many episodes of The Bear. Maybe it's more Chicago. That um, sounded
2: like a Chicago accent.
0: Yeah, I think I'm more inclined. Yeah, I think I can get mm-hmm. the Midwest. I can't get the... Although someone said they listened to our podcast and thought I was from Boston. I was like, when did that happen? Like, what episode is that? I want to go back and listen to it because I don't think so.
2: I realized last week how much I I say Ope. You say not, Yeah, but I don't, hopefully I've not said it like, you know, not recognizing it on, like, I obviously just said it purposefully. But I'm like, I do not live somewhere where they adopt Ope. But
0: it's a thing for me. Hmm. Do you know who Roy Scheider is? No. Okay, darn it. Um, the dad from Jaws. Like, that's probably okay. his most famous movie. Um, so, did you did you hear, like, a few years ago, like, they reanimated Star Wars and they brought, like, a character back who was technically dead in real life? What's that actor's name, David? Vincent oh, Price?
1: Oh, 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 no, not Vin... Um, but somebody like him. Peter oh, Cushing. Thank you, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Peter Cushing's in the original Star Wars. He mm-hmm. plays... The General, whose name is Grandma Tarkin. Mm. And then they made that Star Wars prequel movie. Was that?
1: Episode 9, um, Force so, Awakens?
0: No, it's the one oh, that's the called... Oh, the prequels, A- no,
1: excuse me. Um, Was it Revenge of the Sith that he was in?
0: No, it's the one where they're building the plant. It's the one that's like not conical. Well, it is conical now. It's called the Gay Star Wars story. What is that, what is that one called? Uh,
1: was it Rogue One?
0: Yeah, Rogue One. There we go. <laughs> anyway... Which is like it's the best one, and it's not one any of the regular ones. Um, anyway, they brought his character back, but they like animated him, right? So they have like an actor, and they it's like the, it's like the thing, the new thing that they're doing. You know how like they're de aging actors to make them look younger, so they are just like painting a younger face on their faces, which is like in in the Irishman or whatever on Robert De Niro, like his body still moves like he's seventy, but his face is like this Botox crop mask, and you're just like. It's pretty scary, actually, because like he's got very like, you know, appropriate movie appropriate moves for like a seventy year old, but then he's got the young face. Hmm. Anyway, they used it to. This is like when they first started doing this, and they did it in Star Wars. But so this is a long way to explain that Roy Scheider has a movie <laughs> coming <out>.
2: am <laughs> Like, where are we going with this? Okay,
0: yeah, well, this is is there a point coming up ten minutes later? Yeah, there is. Roy Schreider has a movie that never got released because he died and then apparently they're going to use the same a similar technique so they can bring this movie out and it's kind of cool it's like he's like a detective on a Nazi hunt like he like tracks down the people that killed his family or something and he's you know Hmm. and he does he does good in these movies like he he, wasn't he also in um (sighs) he's in a lot of classic movies I don't know he's a good actor um Anyway, that's all I was going to say. They're going to use (laughs) CGI so they can release this movie. Wow. This is the kind of shit I give Dave for. Just, like, get to the point, David. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, old school 80s actor, and he kind of I mean, he's kind of a convention star, reality star wrote a book called Buseyisms where he, like, uses acronyms Mm. in everyday life. But, I mean, Gary Busey busted his head wide open in a tragic, like, motorcycle accident that almost killed him, and they sewed him back together, and He's been a nutbag ever since, and like, I mean, I remember him playing the villain in Predator 2, playing the villain in Lethal Weapon. Those are like big, iconic roles. Um, he was in one of the seasons of, uh, what's that Trump show that everybody loved forever, The Celebrity Apprentice? Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. So he was in one of the Celebrity Apprentices, which was kind of cool because he actually got no a fight with Meatloaf. That was exciting. Uh um, surprised you
1: didn't mention your, your big favorite of his.
0: I did. What is my big favorite of his?
1: You didn't mention Silver Bullet.
0: Oh, yeah, and he's Uncle his uncle Red in uh, a werewolf movie called Silver Bullet, which didn't make our werewolf movie list this year because it's It was like, too
1: jam-packed. It was,
0: it was too jam-packed. It was long it was, long you got to have
1: something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. I mean, it's just such a good movie. We talk about it all the time. It's like it doesn't have an episode to itself, but I feel like we talk about it. It comes up all the time. Anyway, well, he's ruined his catalog. You know, he almost won an Oscar for Buddy Holly, the Buddy Holly movie. Um, supposedly, word on the street is he has a second personality, whose name is um, Eddie Jack or T- oh Teddy Teddy Eddie Jack or something like that, and like True. Gary Busey is like credited on like nine rock albums under the pseudonym of Eddie Jack or Teddy Jack Eddie or whatever, and like they talk about it being like an alternate personality that's even more insane than Busey, but I'm like. What is happening anyway? So he's in New Jersey at like a convention, monster convention or something, signing autographs, and then like he gets busted for like three counts of sexual assault or something. Like it's pretty. It's, I mean, there's no details, but just like they're saying that's what he, that's what it is. Then um he goes home to California, and then like he's taking his pants off at a park bench. I'm like, okay, so we're we're just like slipping into full dementia at this point. You, you know what I mean? Like like this is like uh. Oh, it's tragic, because, like, I'm like, who's at the steering wheel, you know? Or did he, like, his last marble just finally roll away? Um,
2: You said he had a bad bad bike accident or something and split his head open?
0: Yeah, yeah, so, like, 35... Actually, his bike accident's almost as old as we are, David. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. It's like, yeah, at least 30 years ago, like, hmm. he was, like, on a motorcycle and, uh... Maybe he wasn't wearing a helmet because, yeah, his brain—I mean, like his whole skull was like peeled like a cantaloupe or something. It was, it's, it's just like one of the one of those like. Did he, You look at the bike and go, Did he walk away from that? You know what I mean? Like he went to surgery and then had like you know,
1: I don't know. I wonder if you could uh, you could look at his performances pre-accident and post-accident and see if like there's a it's, difference. It's
0: like there, a decline. There's yeah. def- there's a major difference for sure. That's what
2: yeah. I was hinting at with the bike accident. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure time has not been kind to that either. You know,
1: I have, like, a weird connection to Gary Busey, right? Um, I don't know if I told you this, but when we are in college, he had a TV show on Comedy Central called I'm with Busey, and me and, like, three other people were uh, in, like, a scene in that show.
0: Oh, but they (laughs) shot that in the culinary side of the school, right? Like, because our school had, like...
1: No, this was at uh, some other some other place. It was just like they were posting for people to like come and uh, be part of it, and yeah, we were like. There was like, also
0: oh. a cooking show he was doing, it was like cooking with Busey or cooking. With oh, that
1: was something completely separate. Gary or something.
0: Then. Oh, that was shot at our school too.
1: Oh, was it? See, yeah,
0: I he don't just know. did um, Judge Busey or whatever, where he was like,
1: oh, pet judge. I've been meaning to watch that.
0: <laughs> he was also on a biker show where some guys try to join Hell- Hell's Angels, and there's like a Gary Busey episode, and they're like, "We got warrants for you, Gary. We're taking you in." I don't know what he was looking for <laughs> at that time. Uh, dude, I don't know what to say, except for, like, he has mental health issues because of his accident. But
1: but he's been, he was he's off been known his to leash be completely? I don't for know. a while, though. Like, you know, this isn't, like... I mean, this is new in terms of, like, the serious allegations, but, like... I don't know. Been... Have you ever
0: seen him the way he explains his actions later after the fact? Because he got in trouble on Celebrity Apprentice, too. And he always describes it like he's describing like a child version of himself right Hmm. so how much is cognitive responsibility and how much is he's like just a complete whack job well he clearly doesn't
1: have anybody in his corner because if he i mean somebody should have like got him help a long time ago if there's a serious issue
0: yeah i just feel like he has to be monitored and i just feel like they for whatever that reason, they're just like, oh, shit, we forgot to watch Gary today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, where's Gary? He got away from us at the buffet. You know? <laughs> Think of, like, little uh, leash babies. Get them a turtle yeah. backpack uh, and yeah. leash.
1: That's what he <laughs> needs. Somebody was late to their shift to watch him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. So who knows how it's going to be, but it's just like one of those things you hear about one-year-old heroes turning out to be a piece of shit. Yeah. And you go, yeah, that's... so still let down. Uh big big letdown, big what the fuck.
1: You know what I mean? Like but, but again, uh, I mean how am I, I mean how am, not that I'm excuse because I'm not excusing any of his actions, but again, if he truly has mental health issues, which I mean here here's the problem is like for a long time when people are rich and they do crazy things, you think oh they're eccentric. But like in reality, like did we do we properly give this its due? Do we maybe look into this a little more? Like it feels like I don't know. Uh affluence. Some people, that exactly. Ugh, yep. That's some things so get wrong. looked over because of the power or the how much money somebody has, or or fame. I don't It'd know. It'd be like that.
0: I feel like he, his fame has waned and he doesn't have a lot of money.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Hence how fast it hit the news. I don't know. <clears throat> I hope um, he gets help. <laughs> One way or the other. I don't know. Jordan, do you know Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
2: yes yes of course oh good it's a you classic
0: ferris bueller take a day off okay i did good so we don't have to ask you to take a day off the podcast for not having seen ferris bueller's day off i or think that would it. be the moment when i'd get fired that's the moment yeah it's yep. ferris bueller credit exactly <laughs> it's dirty dancing roadhouse ferris bueller if if it comes up in conversation and you say the wrong thing <laughs> that's the end of it um, uh they're making a sequel, which is a little difficult because these actors are also now 60 years older than when they played the parts. There's two bit characters in the movie whose names are Sam and Victor. So they want to do Sam and Victor's day off. In the movie, if you remember, they dropped the convertible off from the Cameron character at a like parking garage for the day or whatever. Right. And those guys, there's a couple scenes where we see them, they've stolen the car for a joyride. So <sighs> this movie's like, what happens during that joyride? Good idea. It's a good story. It could be a good movie, but, I mean, there was, like, a couple character actors that played those parts, you know, that would crop up in, like, these um, John Hughes movies, but, I mean, they're all dudes now, so... What are we talking so about we'll like just recasting? use the
1: Irishman technology. We'll just de-age. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: geez, yeah, yeah. This comedy is going to spend the amount of money you know, all these big Netflix dramas spend to de-age actors. Like, you know what, Guys. damn it, it's
1: Ferris Bueller. It deserves it.
0: <laughs> we only have the budget for two scenes, so we're only shooting in the parking garage. Why? Well, we had to spend all the money to de-age <laughs> the actors. Holy yeah, that, there's a lot of behind-the-head shots. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, it's from the creators of Cobra Kai so who who are making money going like oh we're just gonna readapt things from the 80s and that they i mean they found their bread and butter they know what they're doing i guess um also speaking about the 80s people have been waiting for a sequel to killer clowns from outer space they're not getting one but the teoda brothers announced that uh, a video game based on killer clowns from outer space horror movie is going to be dropping next year and there's a short film actually that uh, was made for the Halloween Horror Days at Universal Studios or whatever. The clowns are always there every year, but this year they dropped like a I don't know a short film that takes place at a gas station and one of the clowns shows up. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, the game looks like a lot of fun. I watched the trailer for it. Um, it's funny, I guess. I'm known as a gamer, and I feel like a Harley game. <laughs> But
2: Crack open a cold yeah, but
1: you played the uh, you played the Friday Thirteenth video game. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I did. That was a fun game.
0: I think if I don't stop, it'll keep playing. I like like, your dance moves,
1: Dave. Uh, (laughs) I'm really good at chair dancing.
0: (laughs) See, he thinks nobody can see him. Well, obviously, if you're listening, you can't see that Dave's dancing behind the logo. If you watched it, you could see that he was trying to dance behind the logo. Trying to hide. Uh, Tonight's movie, Superman 3, a lovable loser named Gus Gorman tries to improve his luck with computers. He gets mixed up with a corporate goon, and their scheme accidentally splits Superman into two. One good, one bad. It's actually really like a Richard Pryor movie that featured Superman. We'll get deeper into that. Dave, you want to hit us with those dangerous
1: facts? Yeah, let's see what we got here. Uh, <clears throat> that you're playing so, uh, close to
0: the chest, not sharing, because you don't want to get teased. I, I'm <laughs> um, just
1: straight up reading some facts. No rebuttals. Here. These are facts about <laughs> the movie that we've launched. Uh So by this point, Superman movies were becoming so... Actually, I put this fact specifically for John. You'll know why in a second, or at least John will. Uh, Superman movies were becoming so expensive that the producers of all approached producer Dino De Laurentiis to take over Man. the franchise. To take yes. over the franchise, but unfortunately, uh, trivia, about- Dino De Laurentiis is
0: one of the greatest producers living or dead of all time.
1: Yeah, I knew I knew John would appreciate that particular fact. I had to yeah. I had to sweeten the sweeten the pot there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, actress Annette tool who played Lana Lane, uh, is actually has more than one connection to Superman, as she also played Clark's mother in the t- TV show Smallville. So mm. she got a double bite at the apple of Superman. Um, so if, if you're watching this movie like I did, fresh, not not having seen it, you're wondering why Lois Lane is hardly a part of it. Well, it turns out that actress Margot Kidder had expressed uh, her disgust about um, director of the first movie Richard Donner being fired from Number Two. Uh, and she said this to the producers of the movie. And then, uh, you know, this movie, she had 12 lines and that was it. So you do the math. (laughs) Uh, four scenes. Yeah. She had like four, exactly like four scenes. And that's it. One day's work. Um, Also not happy with uh, Richard Donner being fired, Christopher Reeve threatened not to come back to this movie. Um, And since the movie was already in pre-production, the producers were scrambling to find somebody to replace uh, and get a new Superman. They approached John Travolta, Jeff Bridges, and Kurt Russell to play Superman. However, believe it or not, Tony Danza was actually cast before Reeves jumped back into the role. So we almost got a Superman 3 with Tony Danza, of all people, or, you know, the boss from Who's the Boss or No. No, he wasn't the boss. Angela was the boss.
0: For- yeah, I would think casting somebody in your iconic role would get you coming right back to the poker table. You know what I mean? I think he called their bluff. You yeah. Know, if you're Reeve is like, oh shit, I can't let that happen. Who's the boss in, in a Superman movie? No. Um, <laughs> no way. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> or uh,
1: or uh, John Travolta for that matter. Could you imagine? I mean, John Travolta is a good actor, but Superman? I don't know.
0: I w- uh, a da- the dance scenes would have been better <laughs> yeah, than dancing true. at the high school reunion in this movie. But, however, okay. Do I think that they dissed uh, Margot Kidder as Lois Lane and like that stuff behind the scenes is kind of fucked up? Yeah, that's screwed up. However, we wouldn't get to Annette and because sh- she's awesome. I, I would
1: agree. I, I actually I, I prefer, not, I mean, I, it has more to do with Margot Kidder than anything else. I'm, I, I'm more of an Annette Tool fan. <laughs> Bring on more movies with her. I thought I um, want to preach about other podcasts, but the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville has a
0: podcast. Michael Rosenbaum. It's called Inside of You. He interviews Oneto Tool, and there's a clip from that that I was watching on YouTube, where she talks about like Christopher Reeve actually like embodied Superman in such a way that like when he came on set as Superman, she said it felt like like witnessing an out of body experience. Like that it was like because she had known Christopher Reeve from like theater and like some other stuff that we worked on, but then like there was definitely a shift. And she talks about from her understanding is like that he was the best one to embody, you know, Superman.
1: Yeah. I've heard that. I've, I, I've heard nothing but solid things about Christopher Reeve. Like you can't, you can't find anybody saying a bad thing about the guy. So must've been the real deal. Um, the, so the, the last fact I'll leave you with is actually a connection to one of my favorite movies. Uh, so the movie Office Space makes multiple mentions of ripping <laughs> off of the ripping off scheme from Superman 3, where yeah. they put half a cent half a cent from transactions into a special account. In fact, I think like multiple times somebody they're trying to explain that they're like you know like from Superman 3. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, clearly my judge was com- a big fan yeah. of this movie. Gus
0: goes to computer training and he's like like uh computer savant like he takes to it right like a fish to water he's like really good at the computer stuff i love that it's old school computer shit you know like ms dos like tandy like first ibm we've ever seen they got the big like microprocessors in the back with the film reels rolling or whatever to take the microfilm or whatever that used to store the data the dot matrix printers like
1: Well, what kills me is how overly like how overcomplicated they make computers look and also how simple they make them seem like, hey, you've got money like let's make this supercomputer and then we'll control the world like (laughs) like it's just that simple. Well, it becomes a comical
0: movie when they're like the one satellite that can blast lasers and the one and all the oil rigs in the in the world can be hacked into at the same time. Not they're all on separate closed systems, you know, that you couldn't get anyway. That's where it gets a little comic booky, but whatever.
1: Well, it is a comic book movie, so yeah. You know. This is true. <laughs> this,
2: this is true.
1: Technically true. <laughs> so I guess uh shoot it to you, Jordan. What what are your favorite bits? Let's see. No,
0: no, no, back
2: it up, David. You gotta get Well, oh, I'm always up. the one who jumps the gun. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you, good. David.
0: We'll, we'll get back apologize. to the podcast, but Dave has some messages he's got to deliver. Go ahead, Dave. No, just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? I read the notes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's a podcast out there called In the Wild. It's about true and gripping tales of survival, tragedy, and triumph from the depths of the wild. Um, it's available wherever you get your podcast. It seems pretty interesting. It plays out like a Survivor nature documentary type like discovery show. Hmm. So I'm adding it to my playlist. That's on Apple Podcasts. Everybody take a look at it In the Wild from Narrative FM uh see what else is going on ha ha paramount plus just kicked off orphan first kill esther has never been what she seems see how her story began in orphan forced kill orphan sounds like i'm trying to say like platypus <laughs> <laughs> let me back up okay see how her story begins in orphan first kill the thrilling prequel to the shocking horror hit orphan after orchestrating a brilliant escape from an estonian psychiatric facility esther travels to america by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family however an unexpected twist arises that pits her against a mother who will protect her family from the murderous child at any cost stream orphan first kill now on paramount plus tried for free with our affiliate link in the podcast notes or on our website you'll see it there
1: dave you watch this movie yes i'm gonna say go for that free trial and, <laughs> and, ben, then Qu- now. <laughs> and then, no, no, yeah, no, absolutely. I enjoyed it. I and actually did cancel your subscription.
0: Actually, no, you should keep it because Beavis and Butthead are on there. Yeah, too. exactly.
1: Look, watch Binge now, Orphan Kill, or First Kill, then watch an episode of Beavis and Butthead to like wash the scariness away. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's
0: my suggestion. All right, I got a the next message, it's the uh, most important, <laughs> also from our friends at Paramount. Um, you can see Top Gun Maverick in theaters and bring it home now on digital. Tom Cruise stars in this spectacular, action-packed epic, which critics are calling one of the greatest movies ever made, by Top Gun Maverick on digital now, and dive into 110 minutes of incredible behind-the-scenes bonus content available. Participating retailers, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures, of course. And also, a little birdie told me we're going to give away like five copies of this movie. They're hot, they're fresh, they're burning a hole in my pocket. With these digital codes. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, They're not in my spam box and email. Dave wants to use them for himself. But if you can get us those subs, those comments, and those reviews that Jordan's always talking about. Because what, Jordan?
2: We like to review, help this man out, and go like or comment or say something nice about the pod. And you can get a sick movie. So go
1: review.
0: You didn't tell me about the ending, Dave. And now we're gonna we're gonna have to do a we're gonna have to have a sideline the conversation about the end of this movie. The end of uh Superman? Because <gasps> I don't think you spoiled the no man <laughs> the end of Superman. Top <laughs> no Top oh, Gun Oh of Orphan. 2. No, you didn't warn me about Top Gun 2, all the feels. Or we'll talk about it later. I haven't seen it. Oh I thought you watched Top Gun 2. No. Which one of I us said... watched Top Gun 2 already? was it me. Holy crap, I thought you guys already watched this before I did.
1: Mm-mm. No, I haven't seen. Right. It. I've been.
0: It oh, looks like there's only be- going to be two codes available because my co-hosts are going to snag some of those codes. <laughs> so, to watch so we Top cry.
1: <laughs> oh
0: no! I'm not crying. You're <laughs> crying. It's raining out here, <laughs> like a I, flight of the Concord song. No, let's
1: go play volleyball.
2: <laughs> I I was hoping for another shirtless volleyball scene, but you know, you it's said there. The fields, so it's there. Miles Teller talks now. about
0: how much time that they devoted to getting the volleyball scene done correctly. <laughs> A lot of time, Days. Days, apparently. Um, Now back to the podcast in progress. We've talked about a bunch of things. Paramount Plus for Orphan 2, Beavis and Butthead, Top Gun Maverick. Spent a lot of time talking about Gary Busey's problems. We finally arrived at David's favorite part of the show when Jordan tells us her favorite bits.
2: (laughs) My favorite bits. Okay. There was honestly a lot. I loved the humor. I thought like, the first intro scene, which definitely takes a while, is just so hilarious because one mistake leads into another and it's this whole like domino effect mm. of like, you know, introducing Superman to, to come help out the scene. So I thought that was hilarious. And Talking about I, the
0: opening, yes. the, it's like a Rue Goldberg machine, like things just topple over. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's a perfect way to put it, right? I think of like exactly that, like one marble sets off this whole catalyst of of things. But um, I thought Annette O'Toole was excellent. Loved her acting, uh, she kind of gave me a little bit of like these Judy Garland vibes of just like being kind of I don't know, almost like
0: just being a country guys. peach. Just, just chewing up beach. the scenery.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was excellent. And so I could see like with what you said, Dave, is like, you know, like I guess their uh, their chemistry. Um I thought, yeah, lots of lots of goofy stuff in it. Definitely was making me crack up a bunch. Um the the effects were hilarious, like the frozen lake. So lots of things to enjoy about the movie. What about you, Dave?
1: Um, it's funny you mentioned the special effects. Cause it feels like I've seen the first two movies and I don't know if it, it feels like there is a, the special effects in this movie weren't bad, but it feels like they cut a few, few million off the budget. I felt like I definitely noticed uh, the blue screen in, in this movie, but um you noticed how did you notice i thought the way superman flies looks like a real dude flying
2: oh that was by and when he fighting away.
1: himself that's done pretty well too there's i i don't know man it stuck out maybe it was just the hd display but like the the guy the the leaning tower of pizza scene i mean <laughs> wow <laughs> the shock they didn't shoot it in italy but it just that like stood out to me uh pizza it, 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 like, pizza thank you you called uh, it pizza that's from, uh, <laughs> that's from uh that's from uh that's from the goofy movie that's right yeah oh a leading Tower pizza, yeah. Um, I, I, and then, no, I'm not saying you that see how that much influence terrible. movies have on our lives, Jordan. We forget, the name,
0: we forget the names of actual monuments that's... and replace it with what we've been told. In <laughs> or movie. Let's do an episode by on Disney a goofy movies. movie, yeah. Voiced Oof. by
1: uh, Polly Shore. Um, no, the, you know, the that's scene, another tearjerker. Uh, do
0: the perfect cast, dad.
1: Oh, oh no, that's that's like right oh, there. All the kids are about to dreams. break up, Dave's about to break up right there. All I had to do
0: was mention <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: um you know i don't know just the the scenes with uh, richard pryor kind of like uh you know firing up the machine for the first time causing chaos like you know traffic is messing up so much so that the uh, little people on stop and go like became animated and having a duke out fight um but also the probably my favorite bit of all time from this movie was the one scene which i mentioned i think last week was superman's drunk uh you know like just where he, he kind of goes off the rails. Uh, oh, yeah. the bar. <laughs> yeah, know, the bystanders
0: um, are pointing it out, too. Like, in real time, they're like, Superman's drinking. Yeah. yeah man, he's giving and, up. He's completely
1: given up. <laughs> and that always stuck with me. And, I mean, it didn't disappoint this time either. Um, that's uh, uh, this is easily the best bit in the whole movie. I mean, that's not to speak ill of the rest of it. But, yeah, that's like the diamond right there. Uh, what about you, John? I got like four.
0: So here we go. I love Gus Gorman as a character, but I, I mean I really love Richard Pryor, so he does another good job in this movie. Um, if you want to find him in other things, check out Bustin' and Loose, Brewster's Millions or Moving. those are all good. Those are in like my top five of of his movies um, let's see. I had already said it feels like a Richard Pryor movie with Superman as like a supporting character so but I have no problems with that. Um, the fight between the good and bad Superman. I, I love that sequence. I think it's really cool. And that's something that, like you would see, like maybe in a modern superhero movie, but the fact that they did it already in this one, they set the course. That's pretty cool. Um, I like the computer stuff. And then I thought like the first sign that he changed attitudes that he might be a bad Superman was, as you said, to knock over the leaning tower of pizza. <laughs> like even I said it, I pease up. <laughs> Um, but they don't, it, it's not just like he knocks it over. There's a guy there whose job is to sell the tourists little figurines and he Certain can't sell them they because powers. they, they knock it over and then they fix it at the end of the movie. So then he can't sell the new ones. Cause he straightened them out with those little toy models he's selling. But like he, I mean, he does, he start. I mean, the bad Superman does like rip open an oil rig and cause like an oil spill. So <laughs> that's one horrible thing. He doesn't do many real horrible things. Like, so For him just to push over the, like, just to straighten the tower out as, like, the first sign that he's bad, I just thought was, like, zany. But for some reason, (laughs) I like it. And uh, it's cool that the evil sister gets turned into the cyborg. Because people debate whether or not that was supposed to be, like, a famous character from the Superman comics. Like, there's Brainiac, but Brainiac's an alien computer, so they don't think it's him. Or Cyborg, which is, like, a cybernetic version of Superman. But the character Vera gets turned into a robot, right? Like, the supercomputer at the end doesn't want to... It has, like, AI recognition or something. It, it's somehow aware of Superman. I don't know exactly. But the machine, like, grafts itself to her skin, and then she becomes, like, the the final boss fight in this movie, right? So, I always like that. But when it was on TV when I was a kid, when you were just flipping through channels, the scenes that I would watch the movie for is the opening that Jordan was talking about where you see like the little penguins walk by and then they knock over this and then the paint gets spilled and then this, this person trips and then somehow they hit the fire hydrant or whatever. And then like the car is filling with water and then Superman has to step in ball like all this stuff. So if you turn that on, you like kind of sit through it, especially if you're a kid. And then the other thing was the computer scene, like flipping through channels. The other scene that would catch me is when Richard Pryor is complaining about the computer paychecks and then starts messing around with the digits. And like, you know what I mean? Like, He's, like, calling the computer company, and no one, no one catches on until later.
1: So, I mean, I... I uh. What's funny is, like, if you think about it, like, he went... Like, Richard Pryor, like, basically got put through the ringer by the main bad guy. Because over $85,000, which was a lot of money back then, and is now, but... I'm like, at what point, we're like, all right, you know what? Jail is better than this, <laughs> or, you know... Like It just felt like they really had him up against the wall for not that much money compared to what damage they ended up doing.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much of the script existed before they cast Richard Donner, or not Richard Donner. That's the guy who directed the other movie. Richard Pryor. Pryor. Like, two Richards are involved with Superman. Mm. Sorry. Misstep. Richard's on my mind. I don't know how much was there before Pryor got there and how much they made up as they went along, because it feels like it's one of those situations where they're kind of like rewriting a script or writing a script to tailor for the actor. Yeah. So basically almost every scene is like setting him up for his bits that he wants to do. Right. Like in the computer room, it's like, um, you know, how many t- taxes are you going to take out of a working man's check? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The movie starts with one of his older comedy bits where you're dealing with the unemployment office. He was supposedly like a Johnny Carson interview. And I tried to find the footage, but I couldn't find it where he's like, just talking about how much he likes the Superman movie. Like it's just Richard Pryor himself on Johnny Carson talking about like, and then, you know, he zips over here and he zips over here and he's got his cape. And they kind of reenact that when he's at the, oh, that's what I was going to write down. My favorite scene is the skiing. I forgot to write, (laughs) I forgot to write it down. So in this spoiler alert, he skis down the side of a building and here's where this is what splits the audience. People that take Superman movies very seriously. And at the time, and even now they can't, they can't abide somebody skiing down the side of a a building. But if you're involved in like Richard Pryor comedy and like, and you just like the fun of the movie and you're on this fun adventure, you love the idea that he skis down the side of a building at some point after describing what it's like to be around Superman. Right. And how Superman saves the day. Uh, then he was on Johnny Carson talking about part two. So like he's clearly in real life, he's like a Superman fan, right? Mm. Then he gets cast in a Superman movie. Uh, I mean, okay, but if I'm being harsh, I would say they don't give his character a lot of redeeming qualities. He is basically Gus from the beginning to the end, you know? Yeah, yeah it seems like
2: by accident he, like, gets to the next level of being a criminal, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of stumbles into it, and then he gets roped in more and more and more. It doesn't really, like, consciously know. He knows he's working for someone who's not great because he stole a bunch of money from him. But, you know, he finds himself in a bad position. But that's what makes it so funny.
0: Yeah, he's going know? with the flow. That's his- yeah. Know, the Gus Gorman Guide to Life is just go with it, <laughs> like, and then claim that it's on purpose, kind of. You know,
2: I completely forgot about that unemployment office because that whole scene was hilarious. Just like his excuses for like why he had to like leave the restaurant job, and I, I don't know. I thought it
0: was yeah. well. That right. sounds also. That sounds like a stand-up bit too. Like you can't remember the pickles, or they don't want the pickles, or they don't want the bun, or, you know, it's right. that, like setting up a punchline. Um, it was-
2: like how the whole script was that's why i thought that the like language between you know clark kent and you know his little lady friend lana like it kind of it's like it's like a punchline, and then it leads into a completely other com- like separate conversation or it's like banter back and forth i thought it was just clever and kind of cute but
0: i'm afraid to have the ratings because uh gosh you know mm-hmm. like i'm an advocate for people having to watch superman 3 and in fact, I took a chance going, I'm not even sure if you guys have seen Superman 1 and 2. <laughs> and I'm like, and then like, if you're expecting to see a Superman movie, it's barely a Superman movie. It's definitely a Richard Pryor movie. Um, but Christopher Reeve is a badass Superman. And so it's like, I wouldn't want to like ruin anybody's opinion of 1 and 2 based on 3. But like, I want people, I want more people to see this movie. I don't think enough people have probably seen it.
2: The ratings, shall we? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was a binge out for me. I thought it was hilarious. Nice. I liked it. Um, definitely something if you want to watch something early 80s, this kind of takes the the cake, gives you all the vibes. What about you, Dave?
1: I definitely dug the early 80s vibes. Um, but, it, but it is a binge later for me. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's not going to be the first. I, I'm not a big Superman fan in general, so um, I don't hate it. But it's not my go-to, so and this would not be the first one I go to, but, uh, if it's on somewhere, I, I will sit and watch it for a few. So binge later for me.
0: Okay. i John just think. closing
1: his eyes, absorbing that. Like, don't, don't, murder. <laughs> don't.
0: I, uh, I, Dave had a mischievous look on his face and I wasn't sure he looked disappointed in Jordan's score. And so I thought he was going to hit us with a, a binge never. So I was really worried. It's obviously a binge now for me. So I, I recommend it before Superman one and two. Um, Largely for Richard Pryor's performance. Um, it's definitely
1: the most standalone of that first. And also Annette O'Toole,
0: who like, you know, her Lana Lane character is incredible. But um, there's another comedian hiding in there too. The girl who plays the um, Lorelei. Lorelei. So she's yeah. a BBC actor and she's in a sketch comedy thing with Roan Atkinson called um, Not the Nine O'Clock News. It mm-hmm. was like a I don't know how many probably had one season, but um, anyway, what is her name?
2: I can. I got
0: IMDb right like, here.
2: Sophia, Pamela Stevenson.
0: Oh, yeah, Pamela Stevenson. Thanks, thanks for saving me. was <laughs> 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 the main female lead on that sketch comedy show, and so there you go. Look that up, folks. That's good. I
2: cool. thought her role was hilarious because she had her like few moments, like strokes of genius.
0: Well, she's secretly intelligent. She's like a secret genius right. pretending to be a bimbo, and 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 she hooks up with superman the bad one anyway she
2: does. yeah
0: like he ditches his high school girlfriend and goes all the way with the the corporate dudes side chick i don't know main chick i mean because clearly the bad guy's in love with his sister they got some weird relationship going on kind of ignores this girl lorelei the whole movie and then she's like hey superman did you go bad you're damn right. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> the only thing they cut was them smoking cigarettes afterwards. But uh, you do. But I mean, like I mean, we all agree. So, like they had sex, right? I mean, like they clearly oh. inter yeah, they're about to Dude, engage. cigarettes
1: is movie speak for yeah, it happened.
0: <laughs> well, they even include cigarettes in the kryptonite. That's how we that's I mean, that's how we got here, is they made fake kryptonite and it didn't go well because they added tar. You know? Kryptonite usually just kills them like radioactive poison. But this one splits him into two personalities. There's a bunch of kryptonites in the comic books. They do all kinds of things. There's one that makes him rage like the Hulk, even though that's a completely different comic book universe. I'm just saying he gets that angry and that powerful. There's another one. Uh What does it do? I don't know. It's like four different kryptonites. Maybe hmm. more by now. They kept kept coming up with the kryptonites. You know what I mean? For <laughs> storytelling purposes, whatever. Anyway, just fucking watch Superman 3. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, On so HBO <laughs> Max, watch it before it goes away. Uh, Although, HBO. no, the DC stuff I think is pretty, pretty safe. <laughs> but
0: I don't know about that, Dave.
1: Yeah. They canceled Batgirl. That's DC. Yeah, but that that's some that's something that was not done yet. I don't think they're gonna toss away their old Supermans. Mm.
0: Oh, we got a five-star rating this week, folks, and it just said, we have all the best sounds. I was like, we do. We do have all the best sounds. Concur. We
2: do have the
1: best sounds. All in one place, all the best sounds.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's a tagline if I've ever heard one.
0: (laughs) I know, right? Like, I'm going to make a trailer out of this guy's review, because it says uh, um, all the fun stuff, five stars. This show talks about cult classics. It has all the fun sounds. The hosts get massively nerdy about the funniest nerdy things. You go from zombies to werewolves to terminator in a few sentences. How could that not <laughs> be amazing? Three question marks. Like, yeah, that should be our tagline. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's wonderful, I feel like
1: man. I feel like we have to sneak in a conversation about all three somewhere in each episode. Or at least one. We've mentioned werewolves, so we're solid on this one. You
0: know what? I'll write back yeah. to this fan. This comes from LinkedIn. I, I really gotta start pumping us out on LinkedIn because. They're starting to pay attention. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I'll
0: have to write to this dude and say, hey, do you want a Top Gun 2? We'll send you a Top Gun too." Yeah. It yeah.
1: doesn't have zombies or werewolves, but it does have, well. I don't know, Dave. Tom Cruise keeps going, going on. End. I don't, don't know. At the end
0: of Top Gun 2, there's a full moon scene, David. Oh, my God, David. <laughs> no, <just
2: kidding. laughs> well, I mean, just like Pride and Prejudice and zombies, maybe we'll have a Top Gun. Top
1: zombies. Moon? What
0: a great parody movie
1: that would be
2: something like dude i I want i want to see that i
1: can hear danger zone going like the lid of the ship going down a hairy arm putting its (laughs) thumbs up could be something like sells itself someone needs to just pay us to
0: make a werewolf movie already we're ready to go we got so many plot lines you know what you ought to make them link together you know your wolfman spring break like, at the end of that movie, you should have a jet fly over past the moon. And then it, then it says, coming soon, top moons. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, you're going to have a
1: volleyball scene under the moonlight. Oh, Ooh. man.
2: Yes. Okay. Good.
1: Although you're going to go through a lot of balls when you're trying to spike with claws. Mm. Yeah,
2: I'm just imagining all of the swim trunks being just ripped off bodies. That's got to be on the so. poster.
0: Like, right underneath the title, like, this movie went through a lot of balls. You know? Yeah. Like- <laughs>
1: Man. It it could just be called just go simple, call it full moon maverick. Or uh because I don't know what the uh what the top gun equivalent of werewolves would be other than full moon. Hmm. You go full moon? (sighs) Yeah, I I mean
0: that's the high stakes is can you complete the mission before you turn into a complete werewolf? Werewolves can't fly planes, David. (laughs) These ones can't crash. No, these ones (laughs) can't.
1: Well, that's how you make really? full moon. <laughs> you got to be the best of the best. The best werewolf.
2: I mean, we have had werewolf soldiers, so I don't see why they couldn't fly planes. Yeah.
1: Why can't they why can't they go in the air? We trust you get,
0: get a ground. copyright infringement notice from the dog soldiers creator. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that's
1: happening in the sequel. Hey, look, 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 let's be real. If they're gonna come after us, they're like, look, we're not trying to put you out, but we want in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's good. Oh, what man. a positive way
0: to end it on a movie about werewolves and volleyball. Oh man. What do you think, David?
1: What do I think? I think we need to find the funding.
0: <laughs> um, you can have the audience pay for it. Sure.
1: Start there at um, Kickstarter. Full.
0: <laughs> I mean, so let's let's run this back. So, sweaty volleyball, werewolves, werewolves yes. and jets,
1: werewolves on the beach. Did I miss anything? Oh, you got to have the motorcycle scene. At least.
2: The really long Yeah. Yeah, where he's long. like riding
1: the motorcycle along the jetway doing tricks. You gotta have That's that. a, werewolf. a werewolf. Yeah, because of course when he's popping wheelie, he could also be howling at the moon at the same time. It's, I always it, it like writes the, itself. Like, it writes itself.
2: The makeout <laughs> montage. The like overextended make out montage.
1: With a werewolf.
0: But With werewolves.
1: Look, if any producers out there are listening to this and thinking we have gold, you, we will, we will. Dude, write the Sci-Fi write Channel
0: it. is writing this as fast <laughs> as they can right now. while listening to this, the four
1: guys. That's that what got I'm saying, to make you need those to contact uh, host at Binge Watchers, uh, Binge Watch, <laughs> BW Podcast, if you want to uh, get in on this. Hey. What were we gonna say I think Jordan? that's the first time Jordan got a comedic cut off. <laughs> Did she get a You know card? I
2: deserve it. I was just saying, send in your submissions to HR, which is Frank, at bwpodcast.com, Just Ask for
0: it. money as well. Send a check for a $13.95. Yeah, um, we, we want more than catnip. <laughs> catnip and cash or catnip or cash to Frank. We're gonna have to actually put him on the show one day. Somebody's gonna be like, where is he? Yeah,
2: for sure. <laughs> He's down to climb. <laughs>